0: You are listening to the Cowboy Talk Podcast, being recorded from the attic of the North Lake High School shop. I am your host, Max Warfel, and my co-host, Gabe Pigley. Today's special guest is Scott McCord, and we're just going to be breaking down all of the life of Mr. McCord, pretty much. And uh, we're going to get going on the first question. Uh, how is your ear?
1: My ear, fortunately, it's a slow-growing condition that's called a cholesteatoma that I have. And it's a non-cancerous, benign growth in my ear. And unfortunately, if they are around long enough, they keep getting bigger. And this one has made it to the edge of my brain. So I have to get it surgically removed. I have to get my eardrum well, my ear reconstructed from my eardrum to my skull. And they actually have to put a metal plate where my skull was because the cholesteatoma actually dissolved that part of my skull. So um, I'm gonna be getting surgery. I'm scheduled in two and a half months. Um, They do have me on a waiting list if they can get me in sooner, I'll do that. Unfortunately, I have to get a second surgery because if they even miss one or two of those cells, they would have to go back in. So if they were to construct the plate and put it in after the first surgery, if one cell got in there, and especially if it was on the brain side, they'd have to tear all that out and start over again. So what they said is they just assume they're going to do it in two jobs. They'll get the cholesteatoma out, they'll rebuild my eardrum, again, from the eardrum, my ear, from the eardrum to my skull, They'll initially put in a little um, membrane, and then after they're sure after a few months if nothing grows back, then they'll go in from up above, they'll have to lift up my brain, put the skull metal plate in, and then uh, that would be the second surgery. So, two surgeries, kind of bummed about it, but that's, sometimes the world hands you a lemon. Yeah,
2: sometimes. I got lemonade like it. with it. Yeah, that does suck. You do an uncut lemon and just squeeze it in your eyes sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what it felt like that's when true. I heard the news.
0: Yeah. We're going to go
2: on to the next one. Yeah. It's it's stuff like that that sucks, but uh, anyways, what is, so we know you've talked about it every so often with like various students and everything like that, well, at least with me, but what was working construction like for you?
1: Well, I worked in construction for a little over 30 years, and um, it was hard work. It's hard physical labor. I'm glad I did it. Uh, the benefits of construction, even if... Nothing else. You learn how to work with tools. You learn about how houses are built. A lot of times you can repair your own stuff, even if it's not the trade you're interested in. Sometimes you meet people in other trades and you say, Hey, you know, maybe you're a carpenter. You say, Hey, I'll rebuild your deck. How about you uh you fix my stove? Mm -hmm. You know, so you actually can network out and make bartering agreements. Um the work itself, again, it was hard physical labor, you get better with it. Um, the it was it I'm glad I did it. Like I said, there were times and days, boy, when it's really hot. Sometimes it's a bummer when it's really cold. You don't want to get out of your vehicle and go work. Your hands freeze up. Um, But for the most part, I would say it was good for me. It was a good thing to learn. To this day, I have a lot of good tools, and I use them. I still do a little bit of part-time work. I'm I'm too old to do it full-time anymore, though.
2: Yeah, it makes sense wait how old are
1: you even, i assume, am 58 yeah uh, yeah you don't act it well, thanks i you know i'm trying to stay a kid at heart you know you're as old as you think you are
0: that's always good exactly uh now what are your oh what are your thoughts on being on this podcast with us we hey, know we know that you were on the one with uh justin Shuck yeah, and uh, mr waldron but you're on here with us now
1: i'm honored to be on it and i mean that first of all the fact that you guys picked me that that that's great for me and I think I can give you guys some good advice and hopefully your audience will get some entertainment out of it but the, the short answer is I consider myself honored to be on it and I think you guys are gonna do good things with this podcast I so, so well, I, you, yeah. I think you guys will do fine you guys seem like a good chemistry and a good good pick never, so never try to be. <laughs> yeah I wish, wish you guys the best with it
2: well speaking of like advice giving advice or anything like that stuff what what advice actually would you give us here's
1: i've been thinking about this you know um you guys aren't that dissimilar to the demographic i was when i grew up i was a you know young man like you guys in the last couple years of high school and here's what i would say if i could go back and talk to my younger self if possible start thinking about the kind of work you might want to do for a career um and you can start getting yourself aiming in that direction you're going to spend most of your adult life working And if you like the work you do, you'll look forward to it. Doesn't mean there won't be tough days or bad days, but it'll be a lot better than if it's just something you had to do because you have to and you dread showing up every day. Um, So that's, I would tell um, for you just in life in general, just start trying to think about what you want to do. Once you have an idea, find out what it takes to do that kind of work. Mm -hmm. It may be something the more you learn about it, you might decide, you know, I don't think I like this after all. But chances are, as you find out, it's like, you'll realize, you know, I could actually do this. Exactly. And so that's what I, the biggest thing I would tell young guys, especially, be thinking about some things. Um, I wrote down a couple, well, anyway, we'll probably get to them, but that's my main thing is, is just start, you, before you know it, you guys will be out of this school and suddenly out there in the working world. And yes. there you are. Yes. The more you can get it while you're here, the better you'll be off.
0: Yeah, just I I would have to say that our like my biggest thing is I've learned a lot since I've started this podcast with good deal at first starting it with Eddie and then working on into it with Gabe I, and stuff.
1: Here's what what I think. I mean, you know. Everybody thought radio was going to go away when the satellite radio and podcast started. Uh But there are guys that make a great living as DJs, whether it's podcasts. Some of those guys, they make tons of money on that. Some people work for radio stations. Mm -hmm. But as you develop these skills, think, maybe I'd like to do this for a living. Um, I'm not an expert in it, but I know there are DJs out there and other podcasters that make a great living doing this. Yeah, that's... that's that's
0: That's, like, the huge thing of, like, this uh, touchpad that we just got. I just figured out, like, all the different sounds and all, like, the different things we can do with it. Like, for one, I made a custom thing that we can do where we have a bunch of colors on here, and we can edit. edit. We can use this touchpad to edit on the computer, which would be a whole lot easier. Yeah, we
2: used it to streamline everything. Yeah, because awesome. on editing, it it we would
0: have faster. to click, like, four or three different buttons on the keyboard at the same time, which is ridiculous. So, hey, like, it was, that-
1: there's some magic with this yeah, touch. That's that's innovative thinking, and I'll yeah. tell you why. Because here's, you just said something really important. When you have to do three things just to make one thing happen, that's not efficient, Mm-mm. right? Yeah, no, not but at all. But if I can hit one button or one or two buttons and make it happen rather than three or four at the same time, I've just increased yeah. my efficiency, yeah, exactly. and as anything you do in life, efficiency will always make you do better. You'll do more with less actual work, yeah. and that 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 shows show prep and innovation. So yeah. good job with yeah. that.
0: I'm really glad to learn all this stuff with yeah. the touchpad because now I know all the secrets and stuff between behind DJ. There, there, there's
1: a whole yeah. car- there's a whole career out there, and now when you guys hear these other podcasts you'll know exactly what they're yep. doing together you'll know how'd that guy do that all i know of, what he did all
0: yeah. i'll be picturing is us doing the podcast right stuff Good. ourselves. yeah
1: and you know what I'll, i might just add this Find out who some of the really successful podcasters are. Uh-huh. See if there's some tips that they do that you might learn from. Yeah. You know, guys like Joe Rogan that just have millions of listeners. Yeah. You know, there might be something that you can pick up. You know, on the one hand, you don't want to copy people. But on the other hand, if they have a technique or they have maybe they have a way of asking questions, little things like that can make a difference. Yeah. You exactly. Know?
2: If, if something ain't, if, if, okay if it works, why change it? Right. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. Exactly. Everybody's always trying to be like different in some way, which is good and all and stuff like that, but there are certain things that you can learn from other people that if they work, like why change it?
1: Right, right. And again, you may stumble onto something else later yourself, but in the meantime, if if it's working for them without copying them though, chances are you can use some of the technique to your own advantage. Exactly.
0: Um, I'd say, um, I'm always down for making things for myself easier and just like, I don't necessarily think that's being lazy, but it's more just fighting short. That's guys. being yeah.
1: smart. That's yeah, being smart. Like, why would you do extra work if you uh-huh. can figure out an easier way uh-huh. to do it? It's
2: like why lift why lift a pallet right. of of tires or something like that by hand like, when there's a forklift right over there? Uh-huh. Like the order is like several other guys and stuff that that are there to help you. What why if... do it by yourself yeah. when right. yeah,
1: like,
0: another option? Like yeah, you might have to do a couple more steps to make that happen, but.
1: But once you get there, yeah. you've actually become more efficient. So your setup time might be a little longer, and then once you do it, bam, everything just lines up that much quicker. Exactly. So innovation, that, that's a good one.
0: Uh, oh, um, what branch were you in Yeah. What, yeah oh, in
1: the military. Yeah, I went in the Marine Corps yeah. um, right out of high school. What happened was a friend of mine had went in the year before, and I kind of looked up to this guy. He was a go-getter in life, even in high school. Uh, I had a cousin, actually, that lives in he lives in Australia now, but my... Uh, cousins live in bend and he went in now he went in in the days where you kind of let's just say maybe got in a little bit of trouble and we're kind of given the choice yeah you might be looking at a little bit of jail or you might want to go in the marines and so he went in the marines wasn't his thing but as a little kid i thought that was pretty cool so i kind of always had it in the background and i didn't really have much going on in high school and they talked to me and i'd already knew my friend was going in so that was who i picked yeah
2: Yeah. i like having stuff in the background like especially with like military stuff because like Growing up, my my father he used to tell me because he spent twenty five years in the Air Force stuff. So he was par rescue. He 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 bounced around a lot, so that. He was he, most of his time was in par rescue or behind a desk towards right. the end. But he was also like a military cop. That's did awesome. All, did all this other stuff. But he would always tell me stories and stuff like that about like him riding around the Blackhawks and so like that, or like when they first introduced the Ospreys and stuff like that. Just like all this other stuff that he was there for like that and all the other stuff that he had to do, like him taking training regiments and combat training up into the mountains in near Kirtland, Albuquerque and stuff like that, or like when he had to help set up some of the dive schools and the shooting ranges, sorry, that down in Cocoa Beach, Florida. and stuff. And having those things in the background and stuff that always got me thinking about like if, like should I go into the military? Should I do something like this and stuff and like based off like what you've told me and stuff like that in the past and everything like that and like how you brought it up too just now. It's just, it, like it gets you thinking.
1: I'll tell but. you what. What I tell kids, you can do a lot worse. I'll tell you the benefits, and then there's a few drawbacks, like any job or career. But yeah. well, like um, anything. Period. Sure. The mm-hmm. benefits. Looking back, you know, if I would have went in and stayed in, I'd have been retired for about the last 20 years now. (laughs) Because you go in if you're 18 or 19, by the time you're 39 or 40, you put in your 20 years. You can stay a few years later and fatten up your pension a little bit more. Or some guys, after they do their 20, they just, you know, they go get an easy job somewhere for a little extra money. But it's not like a career where they have to be there every day. Um, So the military, you can do good. Now, if I was going to advise like somebody like you guys, and you were thinking about it, Here's the two things I would recommend. Again, try to think of something you might wanna do in life. And if you go in the military, go into something that's maybe related to it. Mm -hmm. I went into artillery. Originally I was gonna go into weather and then I got down there to actually sign the paper and it turned out I didn't take a class I was supposed to. It was kind of a bait and switch in all honesty, but I was already hyped up and I didn't wanna not join. So they said, well, you can go into the field artillery meteorology. Here's something about the service. You can pick your MOS field but a lot of times, even though you'll pick the job you want, if the billet's filled, you might not get that specific job. You'll get the area. So, the you'll field... get something around it, right. but not necessarily exactly. So, later. I was around the meteorology guys, but I never did their work. And um, they did offer me, when I got ready for re enlistment, they did offer me that. But by then, I kind of decided I wanted to do something else. And so, I didn't re enlist. But I. If I was going to do it over, I would probably go into something a little bit more technical or directly job related. Like I said, nobody's hiring to shoot artillery unless I want to go be a mercenary in Ukraine Mm, or something. But if I would have went into electronics or computers or something like that and maybe stayed in, I could have had a great career. The other thing is, I'm proud I served in the Marines, but I would honestly tell most kids, maybe go in something like the Air Force. That's going to be the most like the real world when you get out, you know? And now there are guys out there, they literally, when I was in the Marines, there were literally guys that were hoping there would be a war so they could go fight in it. Don't ask me how that works, yeah, but... Yeah,
2: some, some people are a little bit... Right. Tricky, a little so bit. So
1: the Marines are kind of filled with a bunch of those guys, and those are good guys. If you're out on a Saturday night, you want those guys on your side, but... Mm-hmm. Um, a career you know after you're 30 and done being a party boy you want to have a life and a career and if you stay in the marines you can do that but a lot of guys that serve their foreign get out it's like okay well i can go brag to my buddies that i was in the marines but i'm not going to be able to use it for anything in real life exactly. that's what i would have done yeah. different next you know, yeah. if for I me to...
2: like if i was going into a branch and stuff like that like i currently have my girlfriend right now it's like that but like if i didn't have her right out of high school i would have gone i would have been right down to that army recruiter right down in bend next to the kfc And I would have been applying for something, like, probably, because for me, I don't necessarily, like, yeah, I love welding and anything like that. But, like, I that's more of a hobby than anything else and not, like...
1: Right, sometimes you ruin the hobby by making it a career, you know. But other times you can make great money. I'd probably
2: end up just, like, enlisting and then seeing what else they give me. Because, like, base... Like, I've talked to friends and family about it and stuff like that, and, like, I pretty much just, like, in my mind... I feel that they probably put me somewhere towards more of the front line area, like heavy gunning and stuff like that. It would depend like, on due, you... due to, Just due to my build. Right. It,
1: but much. it might also be on how you score on the ASVAB test. They have a test they give you, and they look for certain aptitudes. And um, I didn't do great on it. I did all right. And they actually oh, yeah. said, for me, they said they recommended a non-combat thing, but about 70% of the Marines got infantry. You know, they did mm. And I, you know, again, if you're like the type that goes to go, loves to go break things and kill people basically infantry's for you but if you want to have a career maybe look into something where it would be actually beneficial to something you'd want to do it gets me
2: thinking like what score did you get on the ASVAB if you remember it
1: you don't I don't know if it's anything like it was now. They said I scored high enough to qualify for OCS. I think it was like 120 or something like that. Okay. But again, the numbers may be completely different now, and I'm not 100% sure that's right. So I think it was somewhere in that category. Okay. They said I did pretty good, you know, not like the very top or anything like that, but good enough that I didn't have to go into a combat field. Okay.
2: Well, that that gets me thinking of some you take the you take the ASVAB when you're still in high school, right? Yes. That gets me thinking, because... Like, since you are in the military and everything like that, right out of high school and stuff, and, like, you you still, like, had, like, your, like, people teaching you and everything, right. like, like, you still had school in the mind a little bit of stuff. How did the military actually play into you, uh, like, your teaching currently and stuff like that since now you're
1: Yeah, teacher? you know, it's interesting. I think anything you do in life has at least some effect, and I think for me what it did, and one of the things I liked about it is it I... It allowed me to think in terms of a little bit more structure and discipline. I was one of those guys. It's like I just, I didn't, I just thought I'll never be old. I don't care what I'm going to do when I get old. When, you know, when I was 16 or 17 in school, I'm like, that's years away. That's practically never. And then, so all of a sudden, I got there and like, uh oh, here I am. And I'm glad I did go in the service because that gave me something to do. But like most of my friends, they didn't really for two or three years after high school, they didn't really have anything going on. You know, yeah. so it, it kind of got me off the couch and going, you know, so that was, that was one of the good things about is it kind of gets you to get up there and go for it.
0: Um, What is something you learned in the military that you would like others to know to help them in life? Yeah, like general.
1: Yeah, so basically the biggest thing would be the structure and the discipline and the career possibilities. Mm -hmm. Now, the structure and the discipline, again, when you're young, it's not always fun, but it gets you into that routine. 90% of your life will be routines when you get older. Mm -hmm. And like, for example, with the military, you know, there's days on regular jobs. Obviously, you don't want to call in sick. If you do it too often, the boss is going to go, you know, this guy's unreliable. But... There were days in the construction world. Yeah, like, I just don't feel like showing up today. In the military, you have to get a doctor's slip, so you don't. You can't just call your sergeant and go, "Yeah, hey, Sarge, I don't feel like coming in today." Guess yeah. what? You're marching into work. Exactly. You know, so you're you're held accountable a little bit more. And again, sometimes when you're young, it's like, "Man, I really don't want to do this," yeah. but it's like, "Well, you're not going to. You don't want to get Article 15, which is basically a non-judicial punishment." Yeah. But so that that's the structure, the discipline, and. And the um, the career possibilities yeah. are, bi- are. I've, the biggest I've seen
2: thing. videos on like TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that were like there was one that like kind of stuck with me a little bit. This one, I think he was a private. No, he was a private first class. He didn't want to go to his field training and stuff like that, so he stayed in the barracks and played his Xbox that he had, <laughs> and the sergeant, and I, th- I think the PO, not the PO, uh, probably the
1: CO, the CO, yeah, yeah. commanding the officer. CO.
2: It's like that came up to the window because the Xbox is right there inside like that came up to window, opened it and said, Hey soldier, what are you doing? It's like that? Oh, you should have seen his face. Yeah. It was the best thing ever. And he had to crack out like, I think it was 50 pushups yeah. right then and there. That's the thing.
1: Those guys, you're always on their periphery and it takes them about 10 seconds to notice when you're not there. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. You know, sometimes in school, and again, I was in school, I remember a lot of this stuff, you know, you sneak off, that's what young people do, mm-hmm. and in the military, it's really hard to do that, and the people that do almost always get caught. Yeah. Sometimes you look back, Th- and some of the fun stuff we did, it was pushing boundaries, but it was never seriously bad stuff, and it was kind of funny if you could get away with stuff. Yeah. Like, we, when we were out in the field, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, we'd be training a, at a different military base, and we'd be stuck out there, and when none of the high ranks, we'd, we'd see, like, a motor T guy from the Army come by, and we'd give him, like, five or ten bucks to hitchhike us into town we'd sneak off into town for a you know part of the day and then hopefully get back and nobody noticed we were gone you know little stuff like that you can get in trouble for it though yeah. but everybody probably does little bits of that.
2: Probably. Like, like, even when you're young and stuff like that, you're a little rowdy and stuff like that. Right,
1: right, and yeah. So the the service they do teach accountability, though. So, like I said, it's like I think a kid could do a lot worse. But I would tell them if you're going in, try to get into a field that you think you might be interested in, and just be ready because you're going to be accountable twenty-four-seven. the Enlistment. Well,
2: then, due to those experiences and stuff like that, like when you were younger, stuff like that. Like, what, what, like, what was life for you actually when you were like, like? Specifically our age. Okay. Like
1: so yeah, it's interesting you say that, you know, I, I put a few notes here um, so High school got better for me. I was kind of a late bloomer a really awkward goofy kid so I kind of stood out and um, I feel that. <laughs> bullies, bullies spot you fast when you're like that, yeah. but um, Probably the low point was in 11th grade. Oh me and my friends uh, Went out kind of being all crazy. You know, he had his car. Well We had a guy in our group. He was kind of the group tough guy, you know, and he was he was a tough kid, but we were looking around, it's like, hey, that party looks like they could use some stuff. So we decided we'd pull out and we start bullying people. We didn't know this. It turned out it was the varsity football team's party, oh. and they had just won the league division, and oh. we, we ruined their party. Well, oh. so we're standing out there trying to be tough guys, right? All of a sudden, I'm watching the Napa High front line running toward us. I'm like... We are dead. These guys were twice our size. You know, I was in 11th, 12th graders. So here comes the captain of the football team, and he had every right to do this. Boy, he dropped me like a hot rock. Yeah. I mean, run up one punch. He hit me. I hit the ground. You know, you learn about yourself in situations like that. I'll tell you what happened. So... He knocked me down hard. I'm laying on the sidewalk, and I'm thinking, well, there's two ways to get your butt kicked. One is by at least fighting back, and the other is doing this. Fatal position. And I thought, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I am not going to do that. It's like the whole school was there. Mm. It's like, I am about to get my butt kicked by the captain of the high school football team. Yeah, at least go down I might as well it. At look down, like down, I'm not. It. <laughs> but you know it's funny? I got back up. Well, he'd already moved on. Well, He found our tough guy in the group. Oh, well, the tough guy completely backed down. And you know, it was funny because after that, I never quite looked at him the same because I thought, you know, I didn't back down. I got my butt kicked, but it's like this guy that was twice as tough as me, he actually was the one that got scared out of it. And we got harassed for the rest of that school year oh, for that. Geez. Boy, we showed up Monday and there's a football team, "Oh, you guys got something to say." And we're like, "Man, no, no, no. We don't." You know, after about half a year, they kind of laid off, but yeah, that was, that was probably the low point of my career. That was the worst party crashing of all time. Yeah, you know, okay. thinking you're cool and then finding out it's the high school football team. That you got... find out you're cool in the gate and dump yeah, 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 exactly. And like Jeez. I said, they let us know for a few months afterwards because that that, it ruined their party. I mean, the party, they had to shut it down because it got all crazy and loud and, yeah. you know, everything. Last
0: That's one oh, question already. and move on over to uh, what is your best advice? for kids that struggle.
1: I think I can give you guys some good advice because I certainly did my share of struggling. Um, biggest thing I would tell you, because nobody else will do this, be kind to yourself. You know when you hear these guys that are about 40 or 50 years old out working on something, yeah, they start yelling and cussing. You know what that is? That's a ghost from the past. It's probably a really mean father or boss they had. And they're literally doing that to themselves now Yeah, they're punishing right themselves. and yeah. so self-flagellation is a psychological term but be yeah. kind to yourself because nobody else will ultimately mm-hmm. and um so that's one and the other one and i wish i would have known this when i was younger keep trying especially if you believe in what you're doing grit will win out grit and resilience i have seen that work for people over and over i've seen guys that have all the talent in the world that have honestly you know done okay maybe mm-hmm. but Everybody I know that's really done well in life, they have that grit, man. No matter how tough it gets, they get back up for more. They either defeat whatever is bugging them, or they just—if it's somebody in their way—they don't even do it personally. They—I I will not be satisfied till I get past this. Exactly. And I—that's what I recommend: be good to yourself and have resilience yeah. and believe in yourself. You'll do better than you think. Yeah. Well, on that. Kind note,
2: actually, stuff. Yeah. I like thought that was actually a really wholesome note. Yeah,
0: we'll, so, leave. we'll end that. Yeah. We'll end the podcast with
2: that. Yeah. Huge thanks to, to uh, Scott McCord for taking up his 30 minutes out of his uh, work day to talk to us in the attic. You've been listening to the Cowboy Talk Podcast, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean, and on the Northlake Facebook FFA page. Please give us a 5 Star review. Share this podcast with your friends, and thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Cowboy Talk, out.